0: This is Preps KC's Football Friday Night. Preps KC's Football Friday Night is brought to you by REMAX, Comcast Xfinity, Price Chopper, Bunion.com, the Sports Medicine and Performance Center at the University of Kansas Health System, Dick Sporting Goods, and the Deepest Squally Moore Law Firm. Here's your host, Dion Clisso, and the coach, Harold Wamsgans.
1: Welcome to Week 10 of Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. Like the man said, I am your host. Dion Cluso joined as always by the coach Harold Walmsgon The coach, here we are, uh, first week of the postseason. Um, I every time we've gone to this uh, since we've gone to this, everybody makes the playoffs. I always tend to lean towards postseason. Playoffs mean that you had to maybe earn something to get in. Uh, maybe the playoffs are after the districts are over on the Missouri side. What do you what do you think about that? Is it postseason or is it playoffs?
2: I think it's postseason. I think we've completed the regular season and it's postseason. And what's interesting about this time, I think, is how many, and it happens all the time, interesting rematch do-over games there are this week on both sides of the state line.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree with that. It's uh, it's definitely um, – we see it uh, every year. We don't quite have as many as we've had in the past, especially on the Missouri side, I think, because um, when they spread out the teams – a little more evenly through class two through five, you know, they stayed this 32 and six in class six. Uh, I think they tried to keep class one at 64 and then they evenly spread them out. So there's between 53, I think, and 54 teams in classes two through five. You don't, you don't see a lot of those and it, it, it allows the, the one seeds and the two seeds to get some buys uh, much like five, you know, class five was uh, there for a while when, you know, last, last couple of years of class five, it was getting down to where everybody had a buy uh, there weren't that many games. So now it's a, uh, you don't quite see as many good first round games on the Missouri side since they've done that and the Kansas seeds 1 through 16. So you get some you get a few good games, but you get some oof, tough tough ways for kids to go out in their season. And if you're a, you know a high seed, you're playing a team that's that's probably not very good. You just got to go out there and try not to get hurt, right coach? I mean, you got to come out of that week healthy.
2: Plus, you know what? 50% of the seniors who play tonight are playing their last high school football game of their careers. They'll never get an opportunity to do that again.
1: I know, no doubt like that. So, all right, let's go ahead and give you a rundown of our show. This is our Kansas Hour here. We're going to talk about Kansas uh, games in our first segment. Our second segment, we're going to have Blue Valley Southwest coach Anthony Ork and Lansing coach Dylan Brown, and um, both of them have rematched big three games, a rematch for Blue Valley Southwest. They got a win at Leavenworth a few, or at home against Leavenworth a few weeks ago, and now they're going to Leavenworth. It's a dangerous Leavenworth team, and the Blue Valley Southwest team is looking for a win. They've lost a few in a row, Coach
2: it's going to be an interesting game. You're right. I think Leavenworth is going to be a big challenge for blue Valley Southwest. And we'll also talk with
1: Lansing coach Dylan Brown in that segment. They're going to pay all of, they're coming off a, a really tough way to end their season, but a good game for them at Platte County last week, our third segment, we're going to talk with Mike DePasquale. It's our, our last official time. He may join us a couple more times during the playoffs as things go on, but uh, always good to talk with him and, and get his thoughts on, on uh, where the season is right now. And, and he shares some of his experiences, coach, that's been a, a, a really good segment for us. And, Mike's done a great job of just kind of relaying his experience in high school football and college football, too.
2: And you know what? He has been a tremendous impact this year on the Kansas City, Kansas, Atchison Conference and on the Interscholastic League Conference. I think these schools have gotten a lot more recognition, and those players deserve that recognition and the extra things that he's been able to provide to many of those schools.
1: Yeah, I heard a, a commercial on 810. Um, driving the other day from Cameron Smith talking about you know deepest quality well more and what football means and and the things that they did. And Coach Smith, boy, they came close last week. We'll talk more about him in the in the games. They came close to winning the league. ashton just got past him. Uh, so good for them. But our final segment here in the Kansas hour, we'll talk with GoPowercat.com it was Ryan Wallace. And 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 we will get we will make a deep dive into the into the brackets with him. He's so knowledgeable about everything. And also he went into North Kansas City and Liberty. We'll talk last week we'll talk a little bit about that. Our second hour is our Missouri hour. Uh, we'll talk with Gravy coach Dan Joyner. He's got a Remax Big Three game as they host Harrisonville. Our own Cole Young will break down some of those small school brackets. Uh, we'll talk with Oak Park coach Ken Clements. He's got a Remax Big Three game. You talk about Remax, uh, rematches, that's Oak Park and Staley for a second time, coach. That's going to be a good
2: one. It's going to be a toss-up. Yeah, you know, it's always the strange situation when you play somebody for the second time in one season.
1: Yep. Um, our our next guest in, the, in that hour, we'll have Excelsior Springs Coach Mark Fabian. he's got a Remax Big Three game against Van Horn, and then we'll talk with our own Annie Meyer and do our picks with the pros. Well, Coach, the way the brackets we'll start in 4A here, um, Bishop and Tong and Oxy this week. Uh, that's a good game for both these teams. Bishop the is looking to bounce back, Coach. They uh, that was a tough. They got worked pretty good by St. James last week.
2: You know what, Bishop Meade's quarterback, Tim Mack Armstrong, I think he's done a good job of improving all year long. But this is going to be a challenge at Tonganoxie. Tonganoxy's 4-4. Four and four.
1: Yeah, they're, they're playing their best football right now. Bishop Ward in Class 3A is going to Rock Creek. Almost beat Topeka Hayden last week, and that would have given them a chance to uh, win that district top seed. This is a team that has been – we've been saying all along, get out of the district and they'll be fine. Their conference games against um, – The the Crossroads teams, I mean, they they played University Academy um, and their non-cons, you know, with Sumner and places like that, they have played some pretty tough teams at four and four. This looks like a team that can win a
2: playoff game. I think Bishop Ward is motivated to win a playoff game. I think they've accomplished a lot of things, but I think their number one goal is to be an extra game and be one and no in the playoffs. I don't know a lot about Rock Creek, except I think they did beat Lewisburg during the season, right?
1: Yeah, I think that Lewisburg picked up a game with them uh, during the season. Piper's hosting Coffeeville. Piper's been up and down. I know they lost their quarterback. Uh, this is, a you know, the, the winner of this place, Lansing and Paola. This will be an interesting game right out of the box.
2: Coffeyville has a great football tradition, but you know what? I think Piper's offensive line and defensive front seven guys will make a difference in this game.
1: We talk about Atchison getting that uh, win over Washington last week, and uh, that moved them to 7-1, and, and and they get to host Fort Scott. It's a little different team than Atchison's seen Fort Scott's a, a pretty uh, powerful team. I think this is a good test for both these teams. This looks like a toss-up to me, too.
2: I saw Fort Scott during the season play against Summit Christian, and they have some players. But you know what? Atchison hasn't had a great year. Their only loss was to St. Joe Lafayette, and that's a pretty prestigious loss.
1: Schlegel at Spring Hill. Spring Hill looked like they were going to get that one seed in Class 5A in the East bracket. Fell to a Eudora team that uh, we know has talent and is a dangerous team. Uh, they get Schlegel, who hasn't won a game. I, I expect Spring Hill to bounce back in this one, but they're smarting after their first loss.
2: I think they're smart enough also to know they need to fix their fixables and and continue on with what they were doing the first seven weeks. Uh,
1: Shawnee Mission North at Olathe West. Uh, This is a tough spot for a Shawnee Mission North team that has shown improvement this year to go up against a a running attack of Mason McGavern and Anthony Fabro. Olathe West, their defense isn't as strong as their offense, but they are a tough team to stop when they get going.
2: And they do know how to win football games. They're going to put the ball in those two running backs' hands. That's for sure
1: um Shawnee Mission South at Blue Valley uh first year coach at Shawnee Mission South I, I kind of feel bad drawing Blue Valley in the first round this team has not lost a game in two months coach they're playing as well as anybody
2: and they're so tough up front in the trenches in the offensive line defensive line
1: Shawnee Mission West and Blue Valley West and uh Shawnee Mission West has had a moment here or there they've played well in some games um and Blue Valley West is a team that nobody wants to play in the playoffs coach
2: They have extremely talented, skilled people. Shawnee Mission West defense has played really good this entire season. Their offense has struggled a little bit. This will be an interesting contest. All right, Sumner
1: goes to Shawnee Heights. Shawnee Heights is playing its best football, but Antonio Harrison and that tailback uh, from Sumner is having a good year. This is going to be a tough game for both these teams.
2: Both these teams have four and four records, and both these teams have excellent running backs. It's going to be interesting.
1: We talked about Washington and St. Thomas Aquinas is our last Deep more Moore Metro matchup of the year. I thought Washington was going to get that win, Coach. I, I was I thought they were going to get that one. Coach Smith has done such a fantastic job of building that program at Washington. Unfortunately, they get an Aquinas team that has turned things around and is playing its best football right now.
2: Washington's three and four. And I hope that next year at this time we see them like five and three. I hope they continue that process that St. Thomas Aquinas is going to run the ball, right?
1: Yeah, I think they will. I think you're going to see a lot of Sean Carroll in that game, uh, and definitely uh, Washington's defense will be tested. But you know, Washington, their quarterbacks uh, is a good player, and they put up uh, some good numbers. And their defense played really. Atchison can score, and their defense played really well last week. Holding it, it was a, they were up twenty to fourteen the, until the final minutes, and they gave up a touchdown, and lost by one point. I think that says a lot about where Washington is, is that their defense is playing so well. And 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 I feel like sometimes. It's easy to go do offense and just try and outscore people. But if you can start laying the groundwork of your program with a defensive mindset and then figure out, especially because they've got good skill kids, figure out how to score the ball. You think it's easier to do it that way or try and go outscore people and then figure out your defense?
2: You have to realize you're talking to an old school person. Old school people (laughs) believe you need to run the football and stop the run and play defense and win seven to three. Being one and zero at seven and three is just as good as <laughs> being one and zero at forty and zero, right?
1: Well, that's true. That's true, and and uh, I think that I think that you'll see some you'll see some low scores as the playoffs go on and and teams' defenses uh, tighten up, and and you know you're seeing teams uh, play a little bit better defense this year. I think at times, and and the weather is always a, a factor in that too, Coach. We 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 see those high scoring teams. You know, a team like Blue Valley um, North has been a high scoring team all season and they've suddenly lost five in a row, and, and they're, they're trying to figure it out. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see how that, that shakes out. Well, um, that's a look at some games on the Kansas side, and, and we will be uh, diving into the, some more of these games as we move on. We're going to talk uh, with Blue Valley Southwest coach Anthony Ork and Lansing coach Dylan Brown. They both have REMAX big three games, Blue Valley Southwest going to Leavenworth, Lansing going to Piper as they uh, lurk in the – Lansing in the 4A bracket and Blue Valley Southwest in the 5A bracket. You're listening to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group.
4: Hi, it's Brett Saberhagen, and I'm proud of my baseball career. I've been very fortunate to receive many accolades, including being named to the all-star team three times. When you need to sell a home, you want the best. That's the REMAX agent. Real estate all-stars that put in the time, have the dedication, and hustle to take you from for sale to sold. That's REMAX. And don't worry, they've done this a million times. Start your search today with the REMAX app, each office independently owned and operated
5: choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements.
6: I'm attorney Mike DiBasquale. After a car wreck, the last thing you want to do is trust the insurance company. These insurance companies try to rip off good people every single day. My law firm won't let you get ripped off. We'll fight to get you all the money you deserve, and you don't pay us a dime unless we win your case. If you've been hurt, call me. I've got this.
4: Mike's got this. All you need to know: 816 Mike's got this.
5: If you have an urgent orthopedic or sports injury, the University of Kansas Health System can see you quickly. They've added extended hours during the week and have a Saturday morning walk-in clinic. Your orthopedic and sports injuries deserve champion treatment from the experts who treat the Chiefs. Request an appointment at kansashealthsystem.com sportsmedicine.
3: Welcome back to
1: French KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host, Dion Clisso, joined as always by the coach, Harold Walmsgon, that a program like this wouldn't be possible without a partner like the University of Kansas Health System. Sports Medicine and Performance Center at the University of Kansas Health System treats any sports injury to any member of your team, whether it's your back, knee, hip, shoulder, or a concussion. See the same experts who care for the Royals and Chiefs. Learn more at sportsmedicine.kansashealthsystem.com. Let's go ahead and get back into the football and bring in Blue Valley Southwest Coach Anthony Ork from our one of our Remax Big Three games as they traveled to Leavenworth to get a rematch from a game they won earlier in the year here in the first round of the 5A playoffs. And Coach, uh, it was a good game first time around. I'm assuming you're you're ready for another dogfight this time.
7: Well, yeah, absolutely. It's all it's always tough when you when you go play a team twice in the same season. And you know we both kind of know know quite a bit about each other, know what worked against each other and what didn't work, and you kind of go back to the the drawing board and figure out some things to uh, you know to try and help help you have a little bit more success but it was definitely a dogfight the first time uh Sean does a great job over there with those kids and and uh they are physical they they play hard and and they they are playing with confidence right now
2: coach as you go into week nine and the first round of the playoffs what do you like most about your offense and how they're playing at this point in the season
7: you know early on in the season uh, we, we were having a lot of success uh, both sides you know running and throwing football and and we've, we've got to get back to that going into the playoffs um, we've got to get our run game um, back back established um, you know we've, we've hit some we've hit some uh, bumps in the road here some pretty pretty uh, talented football teams in the last four weeks that uh, that have you know kind of stymied our, our run game a little bit so we need to get back to to being able to be a, a full full complex team of of run and pass um, you know get some more confidence early uh, complete some passes and get our play action game going as well
1: well defensively uh their mclaughlin their quarterback everybody you talk to has really good things to say about him and how tough he is to defend and you see him put up numbers each week having played him once already does that help you um in in terms of the kids knowing exactly what they've got to do they it's not just seen it on film they've seen it on the field
7: yeah as, as far as playing the mcLaughlin kid, I mean he is you know obviously it's a good thing for our kids to have seen his his athleticism his speed his ability i mean we're not going to be surprised by any means you know and first time we played him, i mean we knew we knew he was talented, but uh, when you see him live, you really start to understand how how good he really is so that that definitely is is a is a plus for us defensively just to at least it but uh, it's he's still going to be a challenge no matter what cause he
2: coach as you as you go back to what you said about your offense and trying to rely more on the running game as you head into this game how does your offensive line match up with their front seven people when you played them the first time and how are they right now as far as their front seven defensively
7: you know they have they have the av- advantage to they, they put two, you know basically their offensive defensive line so they're not playing a lot of kids both ways we uh unfortunately have to play some kids both ways so uh so, you know, we're actually getting a couple of our kids, our starting center, our starting right guard back uh, that we've been missing for the last two weeks. Um, so that, that's a definite plus for us to kind of get that, uh, the gelling back within our offensive line, get some momentum going. But, you know, as far as size and, and things like that, we match up pretty evenly with each other. Um, they've got some, some bigger kids and they've got some, some skinnier kids playing on their O-line, D-line, just the same as us. So I think we match up pretty well, um, both sides. Um, the advantage to them right now is is being able to play those kids one way, and and we're we're trying to do as best we can as well to to keep some some size and and strength on the field. Uh, try and go as little both ways as we possibly can. What do
1: you, uh, what do you like about your kicking game? Can it be a weapon in the playoffs? I know that this time of year the wind blows, it rains, it does all that kind of stuff, and and a and a good solid kicking game could take you a long way.
7: Yeah, you know uh, Jackson Garrett's are a junior kicker and and he has got he's got the ability and um, we just haven't been in many opportunities here you know lately to, to give him opportunities to, to kick so it's a little unknown to be honest still um he uh, he 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 does does great things in practice and then you know we we've, we've had a couple hiccups in games where it just hasn't uh, you know it's either gotten blocked or hasn't been exactly what we were hoping um but you know it's a little unknown to be honest with you but uh you know we we've got confidence in him um if it comes down to it
1: well, Coach, it should be a fantastic game. Good luck, and we appreciate you taking time with us.
7: Guys, I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: All right, that was Blue Valley Southwest Coach Anthony Ork. He's got a REMAX Big 3 game at Leavenworth. Let's go ahead and move on to another REMAX Big 3 game and bring in Lansing Coach Dylan Brown. And, Coach, you guys are going down to Payola. Um, this is going to be a, a, a really good game. And really I want to ask you about last week, too, playing a Platte County team that's really good, has got an outstanding defense one, I hope you came through that game healthy. <laughs> and two, what did that do for you guys to be able to play a game like that against a really tough team heading into the postseason?
8: So we almost came out healthy uh, for the most part. We did have a, a, a very bad injury, and the, the kid's okay now. Um, but uh, going back to your question, yes, we, we want to play teams like like, like we Odessa at the beginning of the year and Platte County, and we want our, our kids to get used to that type of speed of football going into the playoffs. Um, and so, you know, just, you know, using the cliche, you know, we're zero and zero now. And so what did we learn from the last, you know, eight games and how are we going to apply that uh, against payola now? And again, teams playing teams like Platte County and how, how fast they move and how strong they are, um, will definitely prepare us for the level of competition. We should be able to compete against in the future.
2: Coach having played eight games, What's the strength of your defense as you head into this playoff game?
8: Um, The strength of our defense has really been um, our secondary for the most part, um, especially our two outside corners. Um, Richie Patrick is leading the state with interception and interception return yards, the six and I think 185. Um, Our other corner, Adrian Spencer, very rarely gets thrown to his side. Uh, most of the passes we see are completed, um, you know, in the on the insides and in the the linebacker hook to curls and things like that. Um, so I think our secondary has been really well. have done really well this year as far as that goes. And, and we didn't have Caden Crawford last week, but when he's on the field, our linebacking core <laughs> is obviously a, a great strength for us because, um, you know, when he comes off the field, we would have to take another outside linebacker, move in the middle linebacker, get a sub in, and so when he's back in, we can put everybody back where they belong um, and, and play, uh, and we've got a pretty strong group of linebackers in that case. Well, tell me
1: this. As you look at that payola offense that has really kind of gotten back in gear the last few weeks, I know Giovanni J- J- Blackie, I think mm-hmm. is his name. I always have a hard time pronouncing that first name. Uh, he's, he's really stepped up his game, and they've been scoring a lot of points. How, having Caden back in, in that middle linebacker spot's got to be key really huge for you.
8: Oh yeah. I mean, and and the number number one, Giovanni. Uh he is a very, very good player, one of the best running backs we'll see this year. Um, but it's not just him, their quarterback number 13. He can he can run. Um our uh their their other guy, number 44, is a tough inside runner. So, you know, they kind of got a three headed monster back there, and yeah. Uh, they run the ball, I think like 85% of the time. So we've got to get, uh, our core, uh, our linebacker quarterback of our defense, being able to play that position and really stuff that up for sure. And having Caden back who can run sideline to sideline and just break through blocks will help us immensely in that situation.
2: Coach, when you look at their defense, what problems does their defense present to you guys, to your offense and particularly to your offensive line?
8: Um. Well, they again a couple of those same guys. Like number forty-four, a defensive end is a is a stud. They got a big nose tackle. Um, that's also pretty good. Um, so they're just kind of like a, some of the teams we played. They're they're a little more physical than the kids we have right now. Um, and so that will be probably the big challenge. Their linebackers run pretty well. Uh, they'll have most likely eight guys in the box. Um, just you know, just like most teams do. And uh, really it's just, it'll be down to, can we get our angles on them? Um, Can we, when we get to them, can we move them? And if so, you know, we'll, we'll take the things will take care of themselves, but yeah, they're just, they're, they're kind of just stalwarts inside and they're harder to move um, than some of the other teams we've seen.
1: Well, real quick, before we let you go, I know that the wing T can be a uh, work in progress sometimes as the season Mm -hmm. goes on. Um, Do you feel like as you're heading into week nine, like you're, you're where you need to be?
8: Um, we're getting there. I do think that we are on the verge of getting to where we need to be. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, with Caden out last week, you know, we had zero seniors on our offense uh, against Platte County. And so, you know, we're, we're young, they're still learning, they're still getting used to the speed of teams like that. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's always a work in progress. We can always get better. And so that's, that's kind of what we're looking for.
1: Well, Coach, it should be a fantastic game. Good luck, and we appreciate you taking time with us.
8: All right, thank you.
1: All right, that's Lancey, coach Dylan Brown. He's got a REMAX big three game at Payola. When we come back, we're going to talk with Mike DiBasquale from DiBasquale Moore Law Firm. He was the Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I listen to you time and time.
4: When you're looking for a real estate agent, you want someone who has all the knowledge, has the right tools, dots all the I's. Someone good enough to throw a no-hitter. Hi, it's Brett Saberhagen for RE-MAX. You need an agent who has all the answers, understands the numbers, and sees all the possibilities. When you're looking for an agent who knows all their stuff, from for sale to sold, my pick is RE-MAX. And relax, they've done it a million times. Start your search today with the RE-MAX app, each office independently owned and operated.
9: Price Chopper is rewarding you with amazing savings. Download the My Price Chopper app to find all of this week's offers, plus plenty of other great ways to save, like coupons, rewards, and so much more
3: Your computer system on the job, how's that working for you? Your home entertainment system, still enjoying it? You can thank an electrician. My name is Milton Johnson, and I am proud to be a union master electrician with Local 124. You can learn a real skill and earn a great living in the building and construction trades. Be the best. Be one of us. Find out how at beunion.com. B-E-Y-O-U-N-I-O-N.com. Welcome back to Preps
1: KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host, Dion Closo, joined as always by the coach, Harold Walmsgons. and a program like this wouldn't be possible with a great partner like the Deep Moore Law Firm. They are the sponsor of the Deep Moore Metro Matchup Game of the Week. Each week, the first 10 weeks of the season here, we've got some great contests, including Lincoln Prep and Center last week, and every week we are joined by Mike Deep And And uh, Mike, uh, tell me this, that was a, I mean, what a great game for Lincoln prep and center to play and, and Lincoln prep gets the win. And I'll be real honest with you. I didn't think they'd win that game. I picked center and they have proven to be for real legit, um, an outstanding, uh, team in the inner city. that's doing great things. And, um, they were definitely the highlight of last week and, and it definitely lived up to the hype as the Metro matchup game of the week.
6: Oh man, did it right. I mean, if you can go <laughs> beat your Lincoln prep and you go beat a team with athletes like center has, I mean, the sky's the limit, right? If, if I'm them, it's state championship a bust. I know they got some tough teams in front of them, but they need to be and they should be one hundred percent confident in their ability to go bring home the state championship.
1: Yeah, that's a they've they've checked every box. You know, they beat Maryville at Maryville. They, they beat Cardinal Ritter. You know, they they now they've beaten Center. Uh, they've still got a lot to go. I mean, there's Smithville still looming out there as the number one team. And and, and but uh, that was a good one. And then on the Kansas side last week, Washington came within. Uh, one score, one point of winning the the Kcal. Atchison came back and beat them 21-20. And even though they have to go on the road this week, they're playing St. Thomas Aquinas, and that's going to be a tough task. Washington had a fantastic season, and in fact, uh, I was listening uh, on eight ten the other day, and I heard Coach Cameron Smith uh, doing a promo um, talking about the things that you guys did for their program. And um, and and that's that's the, you know you could see the you could see things happening in those in those two districts uh, on the field this year, and that's got to be exciting.
6: Absolutely. Like we've talked about, it's not going from zero wins to to 10 wins. It's going from zero to three to five to seven. And you slowly build that program. That's what's so special about the sport of football is there's no overnight key to success. It's brick by brick, you know, day by day. And that's what someone like Coach Smith doing out at at Washington. Hey, they're going to have a really tough game this week. Yeah. (laughs) Short week to prepare, prepare for the flex bone offense with Coach Dryling. I mean, that's not a task I envy, but I know he'll have his kids up for it and they're going to fight their their tails off in that game.
1: Well, and it's playoff football time on both sides of the state line. Of course, uh, Lincoln Prep has a week off because of the number one seed, but uh, the other Kansas City, Missouri schools are, are in in there and along with the Kansas City, Kansas schools. And, and what did you like about playoff football when you were playing?
6: Man, I, I loved it. And um, but the biggest the biggest lesson I learned from it, from high school football and playoff football in particular, was not until I was done with it. You know, I, we went to the state championship game early in my career and we won it. I unfortunately tore my ACL a few games before, so I was unable to play in that game. And I and we had all our kids coming back. We were a young team that year. We ended up winning the state championship. So I figured, oh, man, we're going to win multiple state championships. I'm gonna, you know, and you know what? It didn't happen. We came within one game um, the next year. We lost in the state semifinals. We had a ton of injuries. Um, And then my, my senior year, we were the number one ranked team in the state of Kansas. And I think we got a little bit too big for our britches, got a little confident, a little too cocky. And we got knocked off in the first round of the playoffs by a team running the single wing offense, Conway Springs, who I think went on to win the state or go to the state championship that year. And I didn't realize it till I was done that you need to enjoy every single moment you're in and treat it as though it could never happen again. Um, Because no matter how good your team is and how many wins you got during the regular season, every round you go in those playoffs, you're going to run into just a team that is a little bit better than the round before. And you're going to run into, like when you're a team like a Smithville, everyone's gunning for you, everybody, (laughs) on every single play. And you never know when that last snap or that last play is going to happen. So to me, what I loved about it was it was the regular season was fun but i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big competitor as you can imagine and I live for the opportunity to go and try to to bring home a championship for my team and and good teams always have players like that and the really good teams have multiple players like that so for me it was again the lessons i learned when I was done and that to li- you know to live in that moment enjoy the moment you're in and give it your best effort because you never know when it's going to stop
1: yeah, it's interesting. You see teams you think they're going to come back and repeat and sometimes they don't, uh, you know, and, and it's tough to win. It's tough to win one. It's really tough to win two. Um, it's tough to just get there to a state championship game. And, uh, you know, there's there's some teams, you know, look, you look like a Ray Peck last year. They broke through, got back to the state championship, their first class six state championship game and just dominated the a, a Smet team that everybody thought was unbeatable uh, when they exactly. got there. So, I mean, it's it's a it's a mentality and, and it's a you know, you, you can get some the, the thing about the playoffs is it that, that i love is you have the teams that are good and they're going to go out and execute and do what they do and then you have some teams that just get hot <laughs> and absolutely something, something breaks their way and and the, the, i always like to say belief is a funny thing and, and once you believe there's a lot of times you can you know you can go out and beat somebody you shouldn't um and and that's that's what makes it fun um i know the way the pre- playoffs are presently constructed there's a lot of uh, blowouts in the first round there's you know teams that are you know, you know, in Kansas, you got the on the four, five, and six, a you got right. 16 versus one, and those are just right. Uh, you know, uh, uh, my our buddy Mick Schaefer, they beat Shawnee Mission North 55 to nothing last week. And th- his friends were like, My gosh, that's the worst team, you know, we've seen. And he goes, You have no idea. they were getting ready to play Topeka Highland Park, who's not very good. He's like, He goes, Shawnee Mission North would beat Topeka Highland Park by four touchdowns. And right, you know, I don't know what good that does those teams that aren't very good, that are struggling to go out and have to play a Mill Valley in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I, I still am kind of wondering about that setup, but uh, usually you get some good games, especially second and third round. There's here in a couple of weeks, it's really one of the best weeks. It's either the district oh, semifinal on, on the, on the, on the Missouri side and I think, you know, sectionals on the Kansas side. And they're just, and then there's, there's nothing but good games. And there's, there's enough of them to where you can, you can pick from, you know, 10 or 15 on each side of the state line. But uh, no, this is, this is my favorite time of year. This isn't my favorite week. There's not good games, but
6: no. But they're, 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 we talked about it. it's almost yeah, it's almost necessary for doing this because teams, good teams, were getting left out of the playoffs before. Teams that were just the second best team in their district and they may have been the third best team in the state were sitting at home when they should have been in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And, and you know, there's uh, you know, of course, Twitter is a, 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 you know is what it is. And on Saturday morning, when the seedings came out on the Missouri side, there were some people who weren't very happy because uh, <laughs> uh, like a, a University Academy team with three losses. Uh, because they played tougher and bigger schools, jumped over Mid-Buchanan and, and East Buchanan and West Platte into the number one seed. Well, I, I Mid-Buchanan, East Buchanan, and West Platte are all really good class one teams and have had good seasons. But you know what? University Academy is a good football team. They, they beat a good Bishop Ward. They beat Van Horn. They played Summit Christian to a point, who's a really good class three team. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I think that the point system is is as good as it's, you know, it could be better probably. They could tweak it a little bit. Um, but it is what it is. And I, I think that, like you say, everybody gets a chance on the field to prove it. There's nobody that's sitting at home game. going, we didn't get a chance. And that's the one thing I like about this. And I mean, I think that, you know, you know, because you you grew up in the old system where it was one team. And, and if you weren't good enough in those three games, you were, you know, you had one one bad half you could be sitting at home. You're
6: done sitting at home when you should be out there. And like to your point, you know, all the complaining, bickering, whatever about your seed, about this or that, doesn't matter. Get inside those chalk lines and prove it. And you got an opportunity to do it. So, you know, like I said, this is just, you know, I, I, and you mentioned Bishop Ward. I, I was thinking about them. I coached a football youth football game there last week, and my son's team, and uh, and I got to get the plug. and We won twelve 0 We had a great game. <laughs> Proud of my kids. But I, I I was I was aware that Ward's football program had had some struggles over the last X amount of years. I have some good buddies who went there, and I looked him up. You talk about a team that's going in the right direction. It's Bishop oh. Ward. Four and four, went down. I think they lost a really a team by a couple points last week. That's yeah. something you build on. And the next season, you go six and two or eight. No, I mean, man, that's what I love about high school football. It's the best for that reason.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, Michael, uh, we will check back in with you maybe later in the playoffs, but we appreciate everything uh, you do for high school football and um, everything you've done this year and really enjoyed talking with you. And maybe we'll chat again later down the line.
6: All right, Dion, thanks, man. Enjoy the next couple of weeks, okay? (laughs) It's
1: going to be fun. All right, that's Mike Dipasquale from Dipasquale More. They're a great partner for high school football here in the Metro. When we come back, we're going to talk with GoPowerCat.com's Ryan Wallace. Listen to Preps KC's football Friday night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group.
9: Price Chopper is rewarding you with amazing savings. Download the My Price Chopper app to find all of this week's offers, plus plenty of other great ways to save, like coupons, rewards, and so much more.
4: Like baseball, real estate is a numbers game, and you need an agent that understands the numbers. Numbers like Tucci Youngs, the 1985 championship MVP, and throwing a no hitter. Hi, it's Brett Saberhagen for REMAX. REMAX agents have all the experience and the knowledge to take you from for sale to sold. They understand the numbers and can help you through the process. Relax, they've done it a million times. It's why no one in the world sells more real estate. Start your search today with the REMAX app, each office independently owned and operated. Hi, Cheese fans.
5: This is Clark Hine. If you have an urgent orthopedic or sports injury, the University of Kansas Health System can see you quickly. They've added extended hours during the week and have a Saturday morning walk-in clinic. Your orthopedic and sports injuries deserve champion treatment from the experts who treat the Chiefs. Request an appointment at kansashealthsystem.com slash sportsmedicine.
1: Welcome back to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host, Dion Quiso, joined as always by the coach, Harold Wongsgans. And a program like this, wouldn't be possible without a great partner like the McCarthy Auto Group. Every year, they give $23,000 scholarships to the Greater Kansas City Football Coach Association Scholar-Athlete Program to help those students attend the school of their choice. We're also a founding member of Preps KC, and they're doing a lot of great things all across the Metro. And they also have the Riddell Insight where they give the, the Riddell technology to schools, and they're helping teams stay safer and be smarter as they play. All right, let's go ahead and get back in the football and bring in GoPowerCat.com's Ryan Wallace. And, Ryan, you uh, first off, we j- kind of dive into Kansas playoffs. Stepped across the state line last week and went to North Kansas City and, and Liberty and uh, uh, saw some pretty good players in that game. And, and there's, there's a lot of good players, but two pretty solid teams that, that people I don't think are, are thinking about. Liberty's a really good team, and North Kansas, they're both very dangerous as they go forward.
10: Yeah, I was. I, I came away surprised more maybe by Liberty, um, and and maybe just the lack of kind of buzz that we've heard about them, and maybe that's because you know their city rival is you know the the top team in the in the city, um, and one of the top teams in the state. But uh, I thought that they were extremely well balanced, well coached, got a lot of veteran kids, but kind of a good mix of some some up and coming juniors as well, and so I, I just thought that. You know, by and large, that's a team that here over the next couple of weeks, I'll be very curious to see, you know, if they last that long, but they have all of the firepower to do so. Um, but, you know, it does come down to getting Wintrick Williams going. And obviously Friday night was not the best time for him or the offense because you're going against a North Kansas City defensive line that is as good as it gets. And so transitioning over to talk about the Hornets real quick, Um, you know, that's a team that rightfully so hasn't had a lot of buzz this year, no pun intended simply because of their record, but that defense alone is going to keep them in games and could frustrate an opponent to the fact that, um, you know, they, they may only need to catch you once or twice to get on top and, and might end up beating some teams. So both of these teams, Dion, I think it was a hard fought win, uh, for Liberty, Hopefully, North Kansas City doesn't let that spiral a little bit because I think both of those teams have the intangibles to make a run if they so choose.
2: Ryan, in your opinion, from what you saw, does North Kansas City have an opportunity to fix some of the things that they've had difficulty with offensively to make them even a bigger factor in the playoffs to go with that great defense?
10: I think so. And, you know, talking to Coach Leon Douglas after the game, he mentioned and alluded to the fact that they were without a couple guys uh, just for – some own choices that were made. It sounds like maybe some off the field stuff that they needed to discipline. And um, they, they were expected to get those guys back here for uh, district play. And he seemed very encouraged by honestly, what they showed against Liberty to take them into overtime and to do some of the things that they were able to do uh, against Liberty's defense. Um, speaking about North Kansas city offensively. So he thought that maybe getting some of those guys back for district might be all they need to kind of get over the hump and, and get their defense off the field a little bit more. But he was very encouraged by some of the younger guys and what they showed. So um, it's all about, again, kind of not letting things spiral and, and trying to find some positives out of a game like that to head into district play.
1: Well, let's go ahead and get back on the Kansas side. And um, you're taking the week off and it's a good week to take off because when you do one versus 16, there aren't that many compelling right. uh, matchups and, uh in fact, uh, you know, I, I, we were hearing hearing rumors that Harmon was trying to decide if they were actually gonna play because they had so few players, but that looks like they're gonna go. Um when you look at that at those brackets, and we'll start in 6A, you know, the the old, there's a Blue Valley North the South on is a Thursday night game, and, and that's one that uh, you know, a Blue Valley North team that's that's lost five in a row need to get kind of get things together, get going.
10: Right, right. And you know, when, when I'm looking at these first round matchups, like you said, you, you kind of go to those eight nines, you know, some of those matchups that that, you know, not only look good on paper, but probably should be good games. And, mm-hmm. you know, Olathe South is a team that has a couple kids from in, in terms of the recruiting world that are starting to generate some buzz. Uh, but, I, you know, do they have enough firepower and do they have. Um, You know, the experience that a Blue Valley North brings into a playoff bracket? No. But I'm just curious, again, you start to look when it gets to playoff time, not only just at what teams are doing for this particular playoffs, but also what maybe they're starting for the next season. You know, we've seen that happen with Olathe West last year where it's kind of carried over into this year. I look at Olathe South that, you know, maybe this is a program that um, you know, we'll see what they do this week and and maybe later on in this bracket, but I'm also looking to see maybe what they put on film on Thursday night and how that transitions into next year too. Um, but blue Valley North, Dion, I don't I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here looking down the bracket. But, you know, you look at Blue Valley North, Blue Valley Northwest in the second round and then potentially the winner of that game playing Olathe North and the top half of the east side of 6A could be really fun for the next two, three weeks.
2: Ryan, in your opinion, staying in class six, who do you think will be the four semifinalists, the two from the east and the two from the west in the semifinals?
10: Well, you know, I, I think it it all kind of hinges for me on that Blue Valley Northwest Olathe North game, and again, I'm I'm predicting that Blue Valley Northwest will get by Blue Valley North, and that Olathe North will, you know, get by Olathe Northwest and and get into the semifinals uh, on the top half. Um, and I think between those two teams, I I, I think they've got enough intangibles. Um, to beat Blue Valley, who I think has kind of the easier path on the bottom half. I think the Tigers, um, you know, Olathe West will give them some problems, but I think Blue Valley's offense is enough to at least get their way into, like I said, the the kind of semis of the East, the quarterfinals. Um, but I just don't, I don't know if I'm as sold on Blue Valley um, being able to match what Olathe North brings and what Blue Valley Northwest brings physically. I think maybe they... Match up a little bit better with Blue Valley Northwest, and they'd be, I'd say, hungry to beat the Huskies after you know the, them having their own their only uh, defeat of the season in the season opener. Um, but I still kind of like Olathe North. There's something about that team that if they can they can kind of click. That uh, I like them maybe to come out of the uh, out of the East Side once again. Blue Valley, Blue Valley Northwest, kind of being their stiffest competition. And coach, I'll make it quick on the West. It's going to be Derby. <laughs> I mean, I, they're, they're, you know, I like what Free State has done this year. I like what Lawrence has done this year. Um, Manhattan has had a very strong year. Junction City has had glimpses of some things. But do I think either any of those teams um, scare Derby? No. Um, I just I think that, that the Panthers are destined to make the finals once again.
2: Who What's do you think going? will play Derby in the semifinals?
10: Well, like I said, I, I there's something about me that likes the balance that Olathe North brings. They're physical, they're big, they're aggressive. Um, they're showing they can throw the ball this year. They can run the ball. The defense is in your face. Um, I think if they can click and if they can take down a Blue Valley Northwest, they'll have the momentum and the confidence to beat Blue Valley, which they've done if I'm not mistaken, in each of the past two years, Dion. So, again, yeah. the Tigers aren't a team that necessarily scares them either. Something about the Eagles that uh, I'm not counting out yet.
1: Well, let's take a look at, at 5A. And, and, you know, I was doing my podcast Mick Schaefer. and as a uh, Mill Valley parent, they were all doing their bracketology on what needed to happen uh, for the bracket to break the way they wanted it to break. And every single thing happened, including – Free State getting beaten, then winning the, the Sunflower League, and along with it, you know, Mill Valley moves into the one seed with uh, Spring Hill getting beat. Aquinas moves into the seven seed uh, with their win over Blue Valley North, and so it puts them on the other side of that of that half of the bracket. Um, and and they're in there with, uh, you know, speak of Highland Park, you know, poor guys. Uh, <laughs> Mick told me on Sunday night that the the parents, some of the parents, after they beat Shawnee Mission North, they're like, oh wow, that's then you know that's one of the teams that that's one of the, not worse, but th- team that struggles, right. You know, that they play and he goes, you have no idea. Wait till we play Highland park on Friday. Well, um, <laughs> that's tough to say, but they, you know, shyness North has a win. <laughs> Highland park hasn't even sniffed a win. So that half of the bracket, really, you got 11 worth blue by Southwest. It's one of our Remax big three games. That was a great game the first time around. Um, and so it's a, um, it's an interesting game there. That's a good, you know, 8-9 game. But of Seaman's a team we don't talk about. They're not in our area. And Shawnee Heights have really kind of played well as the second half of the season's gone on. So Mill Valley's going to have some tests, and so will the winner of that Leavenworth Blue Valley Southwest game.
10: Yeah, I think if you're Mill Valley, maybe the, the team that that frightens you the most, at least on the top half of the East bracket, is probably Seaman. Um, I, I'm not one to count out Blue Valley Southwest. They've got some players this year where I feel like um, you know, if they get can get past Leavenworth and and maybe even scare Seaman um, and, and maybe it's them facing Mill Valley, they might be riding some confidence. And and, you know, again, I think Coach Oric has built that program where they're one of those schools that the record doesn't always maybe indicate just how good or bad they are. Um, so I'm interested to kind of see, you know, what Blue Valley Southwest puts out there. But Topeka Seaman is a team that I think is pretty balanced. Um, and could give Shawnee Mission Mill Valley, but Mill Valley, um, you know, a a good test at least. But this still kind of seems like it has the Jaguars written at least into, you know, the semifinals or the East finals, if you will. And then on the bottom half, you know, Spring Hill has looked so strong all season. And then they lay an egg against a a talented Eudora team last week. And it's I'm interested to kind of see. Um, How they take that, they should be able to get past Schlegel, but then, you know, what do they look like against a St. Thomas Aquinas? And then maybe the most intriguing second round matchup that I see on this bracket in the East is Um, probably Pittsburgh and DeSoto. Uh, I think Pittsburgh's a really talented team. I think Pittsburgh might have enough to possibly challenge St. Thomas Aquinas and be the team that Mill Valley sees to get to the 5A finals. Um, Pittsburgh's a team that I'm, I'm very curious, but those two Pittsburgh and DeSoto just match up so well, that could be a really fun, low scoring, Mm -hmm. you know, blue and black kind of bruised, bruised up kind of game where, you know, the, the team coming out of that could could really feel it the next day. But I, I think Pittsburgh's a team that that maybe could give St. Thomas Aquinas a little bit of a test.
1: Well, you look at the 4A bracket and Basil Linwood's done everything that they needed to do to get the one seed. And then they get in the second round, St. James probably. <laughs> um, if, if St. James can win that game against Lewisburg. Uh, if you're uh, – are we talking about it? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Are we talking about a state championship game basically in the the second round? I'm not trying to, you know, go down on, you know, be, be down on Bueller or, or, you know, McPherson or any of those schools on the other, or Andover Central, but I just don't see anybody challenging either Baser St. James or even a a Bishop Miege team um, that's not playing real well right now. Uh, You know, and there's a, you talk about Eudora, talk about a team that's got talent now has got it point in the right direction. I mean, there's, I just feel like on the East side is basically where we're playing the state championship.
10: Oh, no doubt. And, and, you know, I don't know a ton about Bueller. I, I do like Andover Central. Um, you know, they'd probably be kind of my my favorite to come out of the West in 4A, but you know, you, you mentioned Bishop Meage. And I think in a similar way to what I was saying about Blue Valley on the 6A side, I think being on the bottom half of this East bracket works to the Stag's advantage. I don't see, you know, some teams, if I'm, you know, John Holmes. That you know, privately, that that scare me that much. Besides, Eudora, just because they have the skill position players to match up with Miege but man, that top half of 4A, Baser Linwood's probably the best team that we don't talk enough about. Um, and I'll just probably I'll put it out there publicly: if they play St. James, that's probably where I'm going <laughs> next week because it, it it doesn't get me better than that. Um, and I think that might be a preview of the state championship. Uh, winner Um, both of those teams are just so so good so so balanced Um, but even beyond those two teams in the top half I mean Paola is a team that you know in the playoff bracket you don't want to see just because they're used to winning games they're not used to losing and so them as a four seed um, is a scary thing Piper I realized they're going to have to do some things without their starting quarterback but um, you know that's a team that really impressed me early on this season and then you know, Lansing, even at two and six, you don't really want to go against a Caden Crawford if you don't yeah. have to in the state playoffs. So, uh, and Lewisburg, you know, they're four and four, but they're a team that's used to winning and, and they're a team that's not going to bow out easy. So that top half of, of 4A just did no favors for Baser Linwood, but if they can get by St. James um, and then, you know, advance to probably play, like I said, a Bishop or a Eudora, they've, I, they don't want to look Andover Central, but they've done enough then r- right there to, yeah. you know, be rolling into a state finals with a lot of
5: confidence.
2: St. James is defending state champion. They lost three times last year. They could win a state championship this year when have four losses on their record. And
10: they've got two really good players on each side of the ball. Tyre Claiborne is a kid that we've talked about last year that really did it all against Bishop Meach to get them to the finals. Um, He's a receiver that is extremely tough, whether it's 6A or 5A competition, but definitely 4A competition when you talk about a kid that's, you know, 6'2", 6'3", and can do all the things that he can do as a receiver. And then Wade Spencer on the other side has just been a tackle for loss sack machine guy that I believe he actually plays two ways for them offensive line as well, but he's been a very destructive member of their defense and they've really needed that kind of down the stretch here as they've started to, as Dion said, kind of gain some momentum as we get into November. Um, they're, They're a really balanced team and you know, coach Radke, um, loves the fact not only that that they did last year what they did just for that team but again I always talk about transitioning into the next year knowing that that they can beat me age I think they would go into a matchup with baser Linwood having done what they did last year again knowing we've been here before we can do this again
1: yeah I think last year they went to the payola in week two and knocked them off as the one seed so it's not something they haven't done before and uh, you know I that 4A bracket's going to be fun because, like you said, you've got the three heavyweights in St. James, Baser, and, um, and the Age, but all the all the frontiers that you normally – you know, the Pipers, the Lewisburgs, yeah. they all have played much better down the stretch. So, yeah. And that's why you see Spring Hill getting knocked off because people are, oh, the league isn't that strong. Well, the league was not great to start the season. There were some injuries and a lot of new players, but that league got better as the season went on. So I, I think 4A is going to be as fun as anything, and – uh, yeah, I mean, you talk about second round games, if there's a, if there's a Piper Paola game, that's a great second round game.
10: I mean, that's oh, for sure. I, and and to me, I think I think 4A is going to be fun I think throughout. And we've kind of predicted that all season long. 6A at least on the east side, I think we'll get some very intriguing games as we get, you know, to the quarterfinals, um, you know, after the second round a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then with 5A, you know, there might – are I'd be some intrigue in a few of those games, but I think 5A on the West is much more compelling than 5A yeah. on the East this year.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Well, Ryan, it's going to be a great week. Uh, enjoy your week off, and uh, we will chat with you again next week.
10: Yeah, if I'm uh, not still in a candy coma from Halloween. <laughs> <but> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, they're all still good and young, and they, they, you'll get a ton of candy this weekend, no doubt. The, yeah, you'll absolutely. Eat than, you'll eat more than they will, that's for sure all right well that's uh, gopowercat.com's ryan wallace he does a great job for us every week taking a week off this week uh, to do halloween stuff with his kids but he will be out in the field again next week all right that is our kansas hour we will wrap it up and jump across the state line in our next hour and we'll get preps kc's football friday night driven by the mccarthy
4: Auto Group. hi it's brett saberhagen and i'm proud of my baseball career I've been very fortunate to receive many accolades, including being named to the all-star team three times. When you need to sell a home, you want the best. That's the REMAX agent, real estate all-stars that put in the time, have the dedication, and hustle to take you from for sale to sold. That's REMAX, and don't worry, they've done this a million times. Start your search today with the REMAX app, each office independently owned and operated. Your computer system on the job, how's that working for you?
3: your home entertainment system still enjoying it you can thank an electrician my name is milton johnson and i am proud to be a union master electrician with local 124 you can learn a real skill and earn a great living in the building and construction trades be the best be one of us find out how at beunion.com. b-e-y-o-u-n-i-o-n.com
9: Price Chopper is rewarding you with amazing savings. Download the My Price Chopper app to find all of this week's offers, plus plenty of other great ways to save, like coupons, rewards, and so much more.
5: Hi, Cheese fans. This is Clark Hine. If you have an urgent orthopedic or sports injury, the University of Kansas Health System can see you quickly. They've added extended hours during the week, and have a Saturday morning walk-in clinic. Your orthopedic and sports injuries deserve champion treatment from the experts who treat the Chiefs. Request an appointment at kansashealthsystem.com sportsmedicine